And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Joining me on the phone line today is Pastor Bill Shishko. Hey, Dan. Good to be with you again. Bill, it's great to have you here. Uh, Dear brother in the Lord, and uh, today we have an interesting topic before us. Bill, you suggested that we talk about uh, discernment, and um, I don't really know of any any other topic more uh, urgent and important than that. We are easily deceived as human beings and even in the church as Christians. Distractions come in. um, We're unable at times, it seems, to discern. We've gotten uh, our focus a little mixed up. Maybe you can help us get started talking today about discernment. (laughs) It's interesting, Dan. Years ago, I remember hearing a Bible teacher, and he said in, in one of his lectures, he said, if I, if, I think the most important gift that's needed in our day is the gift of the discerning of spirits. And that, that, really, that really has stuck with me over all of these years. And, and uh, uh, whether that's a particular gift given to the Church today is another issue. But the fact of the matter is uh, discernment is, is without any doubt the greatest need in the Christian community. Mm-hmm. This all comes in the interesting text. Uh, there's a number of them, but, but uh, Hebrews chapter 5 uh, the writer of Hebrews is apparently dealing with people who are wanting to, to go back from their Christian faith, and they're not progressing. That's kind of the bigger context. Um, and he, he says they become dull of hearing. Their ears literally have become lazy, he said. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, which was not necessarily an ordained teacher, but someone that could just bring the Word of God to others and, and, and in that sense be an evangelist, he said you need someone to teach you again the basic principles. He uses a word for the ABCs. It's like a it's like a teenager <laughs> that's got to learn the alphabet all over again. He said, "You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he's a child. Word of righteousness means basically the word of God that tells us what's right and wrong." But then he says in the, in the key text, "But solid food is for the mature." For those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. That, that's, that's kind of the classic text for dealing mm-hmm. with this. It's interesting that it lists constant practice or uh, exercise. Uh, it's, right. it's, there's a good deal of um, a diligent and diligence here and, and I guess, work. Sure. Well, we come to this a little bit later. That's actually the word. It's a Greek word for gymnasium, and he speaks of people who put themselves regularly into the gym to let themselves be exercised. God God is in back of the results, but we have to exercise um, to the end of the discernment of good instead of evil. So you're right. That's that's exactly what's in view. I, I think the thing to keep in mind today is what I what I call the 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 enemies or the opponents of discernment. Uh, one, everyone has heard this: the, the "judge not that you be not judged" crowd, quoting Matthew seven one and two. And it seems like like non Christians in particular may know no other text of the Bible, <laughs> but they do know that Jesus says, "Judge not." that you be not judged, and, and he means we don't judge motives, we don't make ultimate judgments, we're not to be merciless in our judgments. The context is actually hypocritical judgments. He says don't sure. don't pluck a splinter out of your brother's eye when you've got the beam in your own. <laughs> but it's interesting, 
in the in the same sermon on the mount jesus speaks of people as dogs and pigs and false prophets and <laughs> wolves he speaks about fruits and so on yes. i mean the whole idea the, the word discernment basically means to judge between two things and it it builds on an old testament very simple word that that means separation um, it, we do this all the time in lives. We we tell our children, uh, you know, don't talk to strangers. Don't go in a car with someone that asks you a question. <laughs> Look both ways before you cross the street. I oh, mean, that's sure. kind of basic discernment, sure. Yeah, and even our culture it seems to like stories where judges are involved, either in civil matters yeah. or criminal matters, and so judgment uh, is absolutely essential to everyday life. Oh, it's wedded. It's wedded into our nature, the the fact that we live in a fallen world, and, and people, I mean, you can just imagine people who say, judge not that you be not judged, and yet they're in a courtroom, and, and they're... Uh, they're 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 being defended because they've been wronged against. <laughs> yes. <laughs> gotta, it, the other thing, though, that that you mentioned before, the the discipline. Um, I mean, we, we we live in a in a you know, the language that's been used is whatever you, you know, and this is I think as our culture has been blitzed with so many things that that you have to wrestle with. If a lazy person's out is to simply say whatever. They're not really willing to do the hard thinking or the hard work of thinking things through. And, of course, in many cases, especially with non-Christians, they don't have a basis for thinking things through. So you've got that. The other thing, and we don't want to admit this, but it's true, you've got these cultural bullies. The word discrimination today is 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 a boogeyman kind of a word we think of discrimination against people uh, uh, people of color or or discrimination in which we treat uh we treat as inferiors people say with um you know people of different religions and that kind of thing is odious but discrimination is a good word we used to speak of people of of discriminating taste or discriminating manners they knew the difference between what was boorish and, and, and what was respectable. Sure. So it's a good word, and it's got to be salvaged. Mm. Oh, that's an excellent point. Well, today we're talking about discernment here on A Plain Answer, and it's one of those subjects that um, you can go very deep on, and we're only going to kind of probably scratch the surface today. My guest is Pastor Bill Shishko. He's also one of the advisors here at Redeemer Broadcasting you know, I, I think one of the goals here is to um, encourage uh, our listeners and lift them up and almost have like a light go on as we discuss different issues on this program. I hope today is more of that where this burden, as it were, of discernment is is also a, um, a life-giving, a, a, a freeing uh, thing as we, as we start to realize, wow, this is what God has for me. And I would love to hear your comments on the other side of the break, Bill, regarding um, keeping ourselves spiritually sharp uh, as we worship with God's people. Perhaps you can talk about that a little bit as well. Oh, we're going to talk about going into the gym, but I guess we're (laughs) going to do that after the break. I think so. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. 
Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the phone line with me today is Pastor Bill Shishko. We're talking about discernment. And uh, Bill, on this side of the break... Let's keep going. What are some of the things that will help keep our discernment where it should be, helping us, you know, maintain a sharpness, I guess, spiritually? Sure. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Well, the, well, the text, again, uh, that speaks about those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. And as I've translated, it's a very difficult text to translate in, in, in many ways, but it speaks of those who through the constant training of their senses, both physical and spiritual, have put themselves regularly into a gym to let themselves be exercised to the end of discernment of good instead of evil. And so I always tell people, you've got to go to the gym, which relates today, because people, everybody is going to the gym yeah. to uh, lose weight and tone up the muscles. And, and there, of course, the Bible says bodily exercise is good. He says it profits little, but it profits some. But, but it says godliness, and of course the discipline unto godliness is profitable for this life and the life to come. So it all begins in the gym, Dan. If people aren't committed to exercise themselves in the gym that we'll talk about in a moment with its exercises, they're not going to grow. So you've got to yeah. begin there. Well, um, can you talk a little bit about uh, worship with God's people? Yeah, sure. Well, let, let me, let's, I'll tell you what, let me be the trainer. How's that? Yes. Uh, okay, <laughs> pastor trainer here. Let me give you the exercises, some of the exercises you do in the, in the gym to be disciplined under discernment. And your point about God's people, we're going to come to that because the text here does speak of this as a community activity. But I think, number one, people have got to be committed to have what Paul tells the Corinthians in, in, in 1 Corinthians 2.15 is the mind of Christ. And we get the mind of Christ, obviously, by, by believing in Christ, by trusting in Him, by turning from idols, and, and, and coming into union with Him by faith. But that mind of Christ comes as the Holy Spirit uses the Word of God to to get us thinking properly. And, uh, you know, the prodigal son came to his senses. And that, rather simply, is doing what Redeemer Broadcasting Network is about, helping people read and study and meditate on the Word of God, because... That's that's our reference point. You've got to, you've got to have the right reference point. This word of righteousness. So it does, so this is the first exercise in the gym. You read and, and study the word of God, praying 
that by the Spirit you'll have the, the mind of Christ. Um, the second thing, and we've talked about this before, people have to stop and take time to think. The writer speaks of through constant training of the senses, both physical and spiritual. I had uh, preached on this theme in Franklin Square, and, and, and very interestingly, uh, one of our, our young ladies who's studying uh, to, to be a nurse practitioner, it's, it's a, uh, a, a very professional field, she mentioned to me that just that week, the head of, I think it was the head of her department, had given some challenge to the students to turn off all of their electronic devices for a half hour at a time and just think about things they were studying and learning and so forth. I thought, wow, the children of of this age are shrewder in their generation than the children of light. <laughs> but but people need to not just stop, but think about the things that we're dealing with in our Christian lives, the Christian world, the secular world, and so on. Mm, so true. Uh, we get so used to things moving constantly. We we some people even um, driving down the road are are checking their text messages or or their emails, and we have to have this constant multiplexing. It seems, but we don't realize that it's it's robbing us from from a, a deep dive into one particular subject matter. Yeah, and of course that becomes a metaphor, Dan, of the destructiveness. Of, of not paying attention even when we're driving. I mean, mm. God uses, and God's classroom is the whole world. Yeah. Um, in that stopping, it's important that people ask questions. I call it the Philippians 4-8 test. Is this true or is it false? Is it honorable or is it base? Is it just or is it unjust? Is it pure or is it impure? Uh, is it... Is it lovely or is it ugly? Now, see, here again, you've got discernment or discrimination. Is it commendable or is it to be shunned? Or uh, from Proverbs, is this wise or is it foolish? Is it right or wrong? Does it build up or does it destroy? Mm. Now, I always tell people you get in trouble for this because our culture does not like to ask these questions in, in part, it's because our culture doesn't have a basis for answering them. But I mean, to be very graphic, is a, is, a, is a cross in a jar of urine, which is regarded as popular art, is that really lovely or mm. is it base? Right. And, it, and just, uh, you know, I tell people, be careful, Socrates was put to death for asking questions. But <laughs> we've got, you know, as Christians, you've got to be asking questions questions, and not just about things out there, uh, but, but we need to be asking questions that we apply to ourselves. It's the, you know, the, the spirit test. Is this, is this loving? Is it joyful? Is it, is it faithful? Is it, is it good? Is, is it self-controlled? You know, it, it, you know, it, it does, does, it, does it have, is it kind? Uh, is it gentle? Does it, do these things have these marks, or do they promote them? When we're listening to music, it's important to to ask that. And, and remember, Jesus, and this is the truth in the in the uh, judge not that you be not judged. Jesus is speaking about um, not rendering hypocritical judgments, and, and we do need to ask these things of ourselves first. And Christians often don't like to do that because, quite frankly, it can become very very uncomfortable. Yeah, no question about it. 
I wonder too if um, suppose you have a little bit of time, spare time. Maybe you're all alone. You're going into a diner, grab a sandwich or something. Um, it might be helpful to take just a, a a pad of paper and and just in your thinking write down your thoughts. It helps you maybe structure your thinking. Yeah, and, and even the writing, even the discipline, Dan, of, of writing. Um, especially if people use a good fountain pen, <laughs> that taking your time to write and think, that's that's more beneficial than just banging something out on the computer. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, the, the, but these, again, you, you ask, and even areas, Dan, like our words, you, know, you think through what, what we said, was it edifying or not? Our emotions, Christians will think that emotions are, are, are not, are not, they're somewhat immune to the to biblical. If I feel this way, it must be right. Well, it isn't. I mean, Mm-mm. you know, the prophet, the prophet Ezekiel was was told to restrain his emotions, even on on the death of his wife. The fruit of the spirit is self control. Mm. The way we treat others, and, and of course, then it comes to the larger areas like television or music. Appeals for funds are huge, where Christ, well-meaning Christians get appeals for funds, and they look good, and they want to be helped, and, and, and they are sensitive that James says, here you've got a, someone who, you know, who's in need, and you're not to just say, depart, be warmed and filled. Mm-hmm. But you have to think with discernment about appeals for funds. Who's asking this? What's the accountability? Is it, what's the purpose of it? And, and so those, those are the areas where we seek to develop the mind of Christ. We're never perfect in it, Paul says we press on, one of my yes. favorite expressions. Oh, I love we that. We work at it. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Um, we do have many distractions indeed. Um, I wonder how many of our listeners have gone through this. Uh, you're tired, you're sitting down, perhaps in your easy chair, and you know all day you've been thinking about, well, I wanted to read that good book, or I wanted to read some scripture, and it's all too tempting to grab the remote control and watch some TV, and not that it's necessarily evil. Uh, it may not be, but um, it's it's a matter of a contrast, which would be more beneficial. Oh, yeah, but see, there again, the gym analogy is so helpful. Uh, when I have my time in the day that I go on the treadmill, I can come up with 101 reasons why I shouldn't do it. <laughs> but, yeah. you, but the point is, you discipline yourself to do it. I think one simple thing to like when I'm on my treadmill I, I'll be listening to something from the great courses or or people can be listening to Redeemer Broadcasting Network or something. Mix it with something pleasurable. Mm-hmm. If you if you charge yourself to say, you know, this is this is going to help me with my teenager to know how to listen to a song and assess it biblically or this is going to help me know how to deal with my neighbor in, in answering his or her question. So I mean God does not want us to be stoics. <laughs> He wants us to glorify and enjoy him in all that we yeah. do. So make the you know, make the gym experience a, a good one. But let me give you one illustration, Dan. That that I I guess I'm particularly sensitive to it because of our because of our black people in the church here in, in Franklin Square. Mm-hmm. When when um, rights for 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 practicing homosexuals are are emphasized, often you'll hear this. This is a civil right just like the civil rights that were guaranteed, say, in the 1964 Civil Rights Act. Mm-hmm. This drives our black people up a wall. Yes. Because, because there's, a, there's a huge difference, to say the least, between the way God has made us, in which case there should not be discrimination against people as people. 
and and what people choose, if I can use this, choose to make themselves living out of their sinful natures. Right. And and there's an example of where discernment is so important in, in, in thinking issues through. And of course, it's politically incorrect to think like that, but we must think like that. Mm, that's a good point, yes. One other thing, Dan, you alluded to this before, and this is this is so important. Um, the, the writer of Hebrews deals very, very individually here. He says, um, you know, by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles and so on, everyone who lives on up. But then when he says solid food is for the mature, for those who, and he's dealing with a plural here, have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil, it is sort of the picture of a number of people in a gym encouraging themselves mm. in these exercises. You know, in a gym, you you learn more about uh, you know about about uh, you know pumping weights and so on, and and the, and the different types of exercises for your abs and your thighs. It's a community project, and and everyone will tell you 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 do best in exercise when you do it in a community. It is exactly the same thing in the Christian church. Mm. We're not in this alone. Uh, this the young lady that I that mentioned uh, that that uh, you know the head of her department had said get get a little break. I had given her a book on bioethics because I don't I, I don't I don't have the framework to assess a lot of these things. Mm. And we're going to arrange a meeting with our medical people somewhere this year just to sit down and talk about the challenges they face and and what the word of god says to them yes. says about this and and here is an area where god is going to make us get away from our horrible individualism and function more as communities of the lord's people in the world mm. oh that's excellent i i love christian worship and I think most Christians do. And I, I, one of the neat things about it is you can go into Christian worship. I'm talking about really good sound worship. Um, and you will be surprised because um, during the course of the week, some um, some scales have developed perhaps on your eyes, on your spiritual eyes, or or some habit has developed and you weren't really aware of it. And And being in worship, it's like the Holy Spirit uses that uh, to convict, to train, to encourage, to lift up, and um, it's it's always got a certain surprise element because God is so gracious, administering His grace and 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 mercy into sure. the Christian's life. And, and then even that exercise, and that's what it is. It's a discipline to be to get a good night's sleep. It's a discipline to be a worship on time. It's yeah. a discipline to listen, and and that. That in itself is a, is a powerful dynamo for, uh, for 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 developing discernment. You're, yes, you're, you're, you confess your sins, and there and there's a this forgiveness that comes. You're yes. reminded of the character of God, and of course, in preaching, I find it fascinating in this text as a preacher that that the preacher, on the one hand, says, "Yeah, I've got a lot of hard things to tell you, but you but you're not able to receive them." But he does it anyway. <laughs> he goes on afterwards, and he takes like three or four chapters yeah. to deal with these heavy things about the high priesthood, and and I think, in a real sense, that's ministers need to be encouraged by that as well. While you don't aim over the heads of mm. people, you can you continue to challenge them. You do what a trainer does in a gym. You've done. You can do 30 push-ups. Today you're going to do 35, that kind yeah, of thing. 
Yeah. Sure. You know, I'm thinking also here of the, of the broadcast world, and it wasn't that long ago, um, back in 2011, um, you and I well know, and most of our listeners probably, uh, there was this bizarre uh, statement that Christ was going to return on a specific day, and it was tied also to, um, you know, leaving your church and all that. Now, there's a, a very powerful example of where Christian discernment was needed. Yeah, exactly, and and it's actually, in a sense, kind of an expose of the of the lack of discernment. Although there too, we're getting into a different dynamic, and it's the uh, the, the the only way I can describe it is the spell that comes by yes. false teaching. Yes, um, I mean certainly discernment is necessary to help not come under that spell, but false teaching has its own. Uh, Horribly deceiving effects in people. Yes. You know, we might we, we might just real quickly because uh, I know we're this is coming to an end. Everybody needs to know the benefits of these things. Please, and, yes, yeah, you know, and 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 I think a number of things. It really is pleasing to God when we grow in discernment. Psalm one: Blessed is the man who doesn't stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of the scornful, and so forth. And it speaks of God's blessing. It really is a blessed thing to be able to be discerning in a culture. Uh, it's certainly a benefit to us because it makes us cling to Christ. Uh, but, but in this text, it speaks of, uh, of the benefit that comes to the church. Uh, here you have people who could be dealing with those around them about the truth of the gospel, being mm. teachers here, and they're not able to do it because they're not discerning. And it's fascinating to think of how, put it this way, revival would come if Christians took discernment seriously and could deal with people who are lost in terms of trying to navigate through through our cultural darkness and could just help them out with things. Oh, Bill, I couldn't agree more, and uh, I see we are out of time. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for this opportunity to, to do this. Obviously, it's a topic I enjoy a lot, but, but our usefulness is going to be increased in our cultural darkness if we put ourselves in the, in the gymnasium of discernment. So let's do mm. it together. Oh, praise the Lord, Bill. Thank you so much for taking your time today and, and helping us better appreciate this. And uh, may we all get into God's gymnasium on a regular basis. Uh, Lord be with you, Bill. And you also, Dan. The Lord's blessing on you and Redeemer Broadcasting. Yes, thank you. And uh, for Redeemer Broadcasting, I'm Dan Elmendorf. A quick reminder, please join us next week at the same time for another edition of A Plain Answer.